Hello, everyone, and welcome to the InStrive Fat Loss Podcast. We are doing our Ladies of InStrive uh, roundtable discussion today and are really excited for this topic because we are going to share something that usually only our clients have access to, and that is the first piece of advice that each of us in our respective roles gives to our InStrive clients when they are first signing on and starting our program. And I think it's really neat that we're kind of opening that window to you a little bit because you're getting a better idea of some of the insights and some of the uh, you know little tips and tidbits that we as coaches ha- can share with you and potentially give you some information that maybe you hadn't thought of before or that will be new to you that might make weight loss a little bit easier if it is something you're struggling with. So I think uh, I'll kind of kick things off and we'll go around the room, but for me, the the number one thing I usually tell clients, because for me, I'm the day one person. And what that means is I'm the first person they, that, you know, someone speaks to when they come here to InStrive. I'm teaching you about the program. I'm helping you learn more about what we do here um, and why you haven't been losing weight and why diets haven't been working. So when someone says to me, because it happens all the time, uh, I don't understand why I can't lose weight. I really don't even eat that bad. That's, that's the first thing I typically hear. I don't eat that bad. And my go-to is always, well, let's go down what you do eat. We'll go through the list. And a lot of times they're being honest. They really don't eat that bad. But I want to explain to people, and this is my tip, that sometimes even if you're not eating bad, you are not eating for weight loss. There's a difference between eating healthy food and eating weight loss friendly food. So I think our brains kind of get confused in that way. And we think, well, if it's a vegetable or a fruit, or if it's not a fried food, or if it's not, you know, if it says it's healthy on the package, then this is healthy. And that really isn't the case. The the, the foods that out are out there now are being marketed to you. So it, they are going to use terms that appeal like healthy, like low fat, like um, you know, low calorie, that's a big one, but that doesn't mean those foods are going to trigger weight loss for, for a few different reasons. Weight loss, especially as we get older, doesn't come from a caloric deficit as much as it comes from a metabolic increase. And when you're on a diet, a traditional diet, when you provide your body with less food, your body will adapt by lowering your metabolic rate because your body's real happy where it's at. That's the thing. If you've been like the same weight for a long time, that's what your body thinks it's supposed to weigh. And when you start making changes that are going to change that number, your body will start adapting to try to make that number change hard. <laughs> it's, it stinks, but it's the truth. Intuitively, you have to find something that actually will work so that your body is working with you to get the weight off, not fighting you. It's You don't want to swim upstream. So when, when people come in and they tell me I'm eating healthy, that, that's always my first tip to them is it's not about healthy eating. It's about knowing the foods that are going to help to increase your metabolism, to get you to that healthy metabolic place, to balance out your hormones. That That's the other thing is you got to think about the fact that maybe you're not losing weight, not so much because of what you're putting in your mouth but because of what's going on inside the body chemistry stuff. And InStrive is all about body chemistry stuff. If you have you know, listened to this podcast, if you've looked at any of our materials, you know that a, a lot of the things we focus on are the things that don't have so much to do with the foods you're eating, but more to do with how your body is metabolizing the food you're eating and what, where you we can increase uh, you know, th- those healthy 
processes within the system, how we can get the metabolism strengthening, how we can get the hormones naturally balancing, how we can rid you of leptin resistance. And all of these things probably sound to you like, what the heck are those things? Uh, which is what I want to tell you is go listen to more podcast episodes because we break down exactly what those things are and you'll find episodes on every one of them. But that would be my first tip is sometimes weight loss is not all about the fact that you're eating bad or eating poor. What, give me some of your tips, guys. Well, I will start it off. Um, so when people are embarking on this weight loss journey, a lot of people, you're not going to wake up necessarily feeling motivated. Or like if your goal is to start going to the gym, you just wake up and feel like, oh, can't wait to go to the gym today. <laughs> can't wait to cook and eat healthy today, you know. So I always tell people motivation doesn't come first. You don't wake up feeling motivated motivation comes after your results, after you start seeing results. So, you know, sometimes you do just have to push yourself through that first week and it's rough, but if you want this bad enough, you will do it. You won't Mm -hmm. find the excuses. So sometimes it's, it's a mental game in the beginning, but once you step on the scale or once you look in the mirror or once your pants start fitting better, you, that's, what's going to be the drive to keep you going. So I always say that, you know, just don't expect to this to be easy in the beginning. It's not, it's, it's a decision that you make every single day for yourself. And you know, that's when the motivation will follow one day you will wake up and be like, you know, I've already come this far and I'm not going to screw this up. I'm going to keep going. And there's where your motivation will fuel your fire. If you hundred <laughs> percent. When you start, I think seeing the results and also when you start feeling better, because I, I think a lot of people don't realize how crappy they yeah. feel. Mm-hmm. And then when they start eating very clean and an anti-inflammatory type of, you know, eating style and the body responds positively and you start feeling of more energy and you're not hurting as much. You're not achy. You're not sore. Your digestive system is not giving you acid reflux or, you know, bowel issues. People will notice those changes and then they, they, don't want to feel crappy again. Exactly. So that too is motivating. Yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. I'm right with you. Um, I think mine is people like to compare kind of like that. Not people like to compare themselves to others. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, everyone is so different. Like every individual is so different. So you can't compare yourself. Like sometimes we have couples come in, they'll compare themselves to their husband or like to their wife. And it's like, Obviously, like we all know, men lose weight faster than us, and which is unfortunate that they have that right. I mean, yeah, definitely. But you're you're so right. And yeah. and honestly, just for anyone out there who needs to hear this, a man is built to hunt, so their body is built to easily become lean and shed fat. A woman is meant to bear children. <laughs> so our body. <laughs> yes. So our body is meant, is made to easily store on more fat and, you know, and yes, to, to, so that we have the energy and endurance to do those things. So your, your body really has a lot of control over that when it comes to yeah. men and women. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So that, no, that's like, that's just like to my point. Exactly. Like. Mm-hmm. Everyone just like, it's like, oh my, you know what? My husband lost 20 pounds. And I only lost 10. It's like, but that 10 is still great for like a female like mm-hmm. that. It's like, be proud with your 10. So I feel, just feel like oftentimes people like to compare themselves to like others. And that's like, no, compare yourself to you. Look at where you started and think about how you're feeling now. Like, I want you to like, look back at like the pictures and everything and be like, what? Like how, look at how, how far I came in, like kind of bouncing off what you said, look how far you can go once you have that motivation. Yeah. And that's anything in life. I mean, how often do we see people who compare themselves to others on social media or, you know, look in a magazine and they see these people with these perfect bodies and 
they they feel inadequate you know mm -hmm. i think in every walk of life comparing yourself to someone else is is probably just going to make you feel bad yeah right. yeah no, you should be your biggest competitor to mm -hmm. yourself exactly where you were before yeah yeah. and shopping every day to be better than the person you were yesterday exactly. and if you have that mindset like honestly like it's it really is like a, a different kind of like game changer i saw a quote yesterday and it said i want to tell you that it gets better but it doesn't get better you get better oh i yeah. love that that's I, really good it's true you know I, in my short life i've learned one thing is that when things are good, they don't stay good. Mm -hmm. But when they're bad, they don't stay bad. Yeah. So you yeah. just gotta go with the ebb and flow and just adapt and overcome as things come. It's funny you say that I read something recently too, very, very similar, but it, it compared it to like moon phases. And it said, you know, just like the moon sometimes is dark and sometimes is full and bright. So is your life that goes through those same phases, but just knowing that when things are dark, they don't stay that way. You know, things get better. It changes. And I, I really like that. I really like that visual of thinking about it. Like, yeah, there's going to be periods where things are darker, but the light always comes back. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And bouncing off that, like you comparing yourself to somebody and like, especially obviously with social media that consumes our life, but like mm -hmm. the people posting on social media aren't posting their worst angles or at like, all. Yeah. No, they'll take like hundreds of photos down, you know like they're gonna look their absolute best with the photo that they post so it's not realistic to compare yourself to something that's there that's not even a real representation of them themselves right yeah never ever compare yourself honestly you have to follow those people like that's that's what you need exactly, exactly. Yeah. I, honestly i've done that before mm -hmm. if i if i was feeling like looking at those posts made me feel a certain way yeah. and i knew that I wasn't going to just stop looking at them. I would just unfollow. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to motivate you and inspire yeah. you. It's not bringing any quality to your life. Mm -hmm. you know right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in, in comparing, you know, when people come on to our program, of course, we ask them what their goals are and they really don't have a sense of what they want. It's based off of what other expectations mm -hmm. yeah. of them are or what they've seen. Um, a big one when they were 20. Well, that too. Yeah. That too. Yeah. Go by specifically BMI. And BMI is something that your medical doctor, you know, when you get your discharge summary, you'll have your weight, you'll have your BMI. Mm -hmm. It's what your categories are either underweight, normal weight, overweight, or morbidly obese. And this is a flawed concept. Heck yeah. Because mm -hmm. the, the BMI, is the, the equation is your weight versus your height versus your age. It doesn't account for what does that weight include? Is it, you know, you have skin, you have muscle, you have fat. Oh. And a 250 pound guy who has a beer belly and a 250 pound Arnold Schwarzenegger mm -hmm. are going to have the same BMI. They're going to both be morbidly obese. Yes. And you can never look at Arnold and say, well, he's clearly morbidly obese. No, yeah. he's still at the age of 70s at the best shape of uh, that he could be. Um, but from that equation on paper, He's very unhealthy, mm -hmm. which is just flawed concept. It really is. And, and honestly, um, the BMI chart, and I learned this a while ago, but I, I actually tell clients this, the BMI chart was not created by the medical community. It was created by insurance companies. Well, that too. Because they yes. wanted their clients to pay higher premiums. So when they made those numbers very hard to attain, more people were paying mm -hmm. higher premiums for their health insurance. So the initial concept of that BMI chart was created as a money-making tool. Yeah. Well, like a lot of things. Yeah. Right. So, you know, now we have people that are being told this at the doctor that they're morbidly obese and it's breaking their hearts and they're feeling mm -hmm. terrible about themselves. When really that chart was made so that your insurance company could make more money. <laughs> yeah. So when people come on and they're they're unsure of what their weight should be, or they pick a number 
And then of course we're reviewing what the goal is going to be. And I say, you don't actually have to have any specific number in mind. Um, but I do want you to think about how you're feeling along the way. Your weight number is not a representation of your health. Mm -hmm. um, you can have people that are underweight by BMI standards and actually have a lot of health problems. Mm -hmm. It's you shouldn't go by this equation, but how you're feeling, what's your stamina look like? How are you feeling when you wake up in the morning? How's your sleep? Mm -hmm. How are you overall just doing? How are you fitting in the clothing that makes you feel your best? Yes. And then use that number as data to show you, am I making progress? Because we want it to go down clearly. I mean, if you are, have a lot of fat on your body, you want that nose numbers to come down. Of course, when you lose fat, you lose body weight. And the risk categories, the things yes. you don't want to be at risk for, especially as we age, those those percentages, your risk percentages will lower. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But then we have the other you know, part of the uh, group that wants to include exercise, uh, cardio exercise, where they're in zone two cardio or higher, they're building strength, a muscle with strength training. Muscle weighs a lot. Mm -hmm. And- I said, you know, so when we do these numbers, I'm like, I haven't lost any weight in the last month, but I'm getting a hundred minutes a week of just, you know, of, of strength training and cardio and things. What is going on? I'm like, well, your body fat is lessening, but you're also gaining muscle. Mm -hmm. So yes, the number's going to look funky, but your health is completely different than it was six weeks. And ago. that's where inches measuring yes. your inches mm -hmm. can make a big yeah. difference. Cause if you're, yeah, if you're tracking that, then you're going to see that that progress happening, even though your scale might not necessarily be moving very much. Right. So you can't use that weight number as the end all be all of progress and success. Mm -hmm. It's what's your, what are your clothes feeling like? How are you feeling? What's body fat looking like? Mm -hmm. How are you doing in your exercises? It's a, it's a full, there's a full fast, all the different facets you have to look at. And that's what yeah. we do here for you. For sure. It's hard to do that on your own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I liked what you said too, about that the number doesn't dictate your health. Mm -hmm. And I think too, an important thing to remember is that number also doesn't dictate your worth because as, yeah. especially as women, yes. we look at that number and if it's not what we want to see, we, we devalue ourselves. We feel like we're not good enough. We start, you know, beating ourselves up mentally, uh, uh, and that number has nothing to do with self-worth. So that breaking that connection is really important too for mental health as well as physical health. Yeah. 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 We were just talking about it too, how like our bodies were meant to bear children and feed those children. Yet we have the highest like standards on our body and how much yes. we look. Mm -hmm. yeah. So absolutely. And once you do have children, your hormones, the trajectory of those change. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you guys haven't had children yet. So I can't compare my body and how I function and Diane and I as women that have already had children to you guys, mm -hmm. even though we're at different ages and different you know, seasons of life, there's no comparison mm -hmm. because we have just different, our bodies have gone through a different route. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to lose weight the same. We're not mm -hmm. going to have cycles the same. Things are going to be different and that's okay. Yeah. Well, like it's kind of like that hormonal, um, you know, analogy we use that when you're, when you haven't had children, your hormones are like an ocean, but then after you have children or females, hormones are more like a lake. So, yeah. you know, there is a big depletion that and it takes two years. That's the other thing to remember after you have a baby, it takes two years for your hormones to rebalance after you have that child. Yes, the so healing. It is a healing process. You did a lot. You built and birthed a human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like crazy. Oh, that's crazy. Welcome back, Erin. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, we had a client come in. I had to go take care of her. She jumped ship on us yeah. there. 
Um, so mine is, is, is pretty simple, uh, patience. Uh, you know, when people are calling into the office, most of the time between Jaden and I, we are talking to everyone who calls into the office, whether they have questions, they want to do uh, schedule an appointment, anything. Uh, a lot of times, and I think I can speak for Jaden as well, that a lot of times we hear clients who are on the program, you know, our, our progress has slowed, mm -hmm. we're not losing as fast as we want to. It takes time uh, to put it as, as nicely as possible, you know, over time is when some of our clients have gotten to be overweight, where they're like, eventually they're like, okay, I have to do something. You can just spit it out. I do. In consults, you didn't gain it overnight. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to take time for you to get back to where you were and you're going to lose the weight. You are on our program. It works. I can speak from experience. I'm almost down 10 pounds in three weeks. It is your body eventually is going to need a day or two to say, hold on. I need a minute. And you what we call stalls. Yeah, the and, plateaus, they happen. Eventually, you will start losing again. Mm -hmm. You just have to, you just have to give it a minute. When, yeah. we're, when we're talking about plateaus, though, there's there's two kinds of plateaus. There's plateaus that happen on a, a diet that is not gaining metabolic strength in your body that happen because your metabolism has declined enough that now it is at a crawl and you are stuck. And that's the people who yo-yo because they say, I don't know what's going on. I'm still following the diet. I lost five pounds. And now I can't lose anything else. It doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work anymore. And I'm sick of it. I want to eat the taco bell <laughs> so i'm gonna eat it because i don't care because it's not working they do it and then when the jeans don't fit and i like something laura says a lot when when you've experienced enough pain i know that sounds awful but it's true like when we've experienced enough pain from something is when we'll come back to it so when the jeans don't fit they're and they're at the point where they've experienced enough pain okay i gotta try this again but then you'll you'll hit that yo-yo. That's one type of plateau. The type of plateau that Aaron is talking about happens when your body has gained metabolic strength and it needs a little time to reset because it's been working hard to get that excess fat off. So those of you out there who are in Stride clients, if you're seeing plateaus and you know you're following plan, that doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. You got to give your body some space to get used to this new way of doing things that you've incorporated because it, it hasn't been doing them that way for a while. Mm -hmm. yeah, your body's always trying to adapt and overcome yeah. and your body is meant to survive. Mm -hmm. It doesn't understand that you're doing this on purpose. It just knows you that we're in a calorie deficit. And although we're getting a lot of wonderful nutrition, we're losing weight very rapidly because that's what happens when you take care of yourself and you heal your metabolism. You start to shed inflammation and fat and things you don't need very rapidly. So your body is looking at this as What's going on? Are we in a famine? Is there a war? It's a biological. It is. And so it's like, okay, should we hold on? Should we hold on to our reserves? What if we're being chased by a bear? I don't know. <laughs> and so, it, but then after a couple of days of continuing to fuel yourself with nutrition, I'm using the metabolism like a, like it has its own third person. You know? <laughs> but seriously, you're all wrong. Clearly, yeah. doing okay. And we're still getting everything we need. I guess this is fine. Mm -hmm. And then you see some movement again. And then of course, that is, it tries to slow down again. It's like, hold on. Are we, is this, is this important? Is it, are, are we sick? What is going on? It's meant to survive. But as long as you keep the course, know that eating fruits and vegetables and healthy, there's no way to gain weight from that. Mm -hmm. You just have to allow your body to do what it needs to do. Absolutely. And not so look at when the goal is reached, but enjoying the process through it and just how wonderful you feel. That is the goal is mm -hmm. to just live through the process and be content with the fact that this time in your life, you have such good quality to it. 
as you get to that goal. Because once you get to your goal, the next goal starts maintaining it. Yes. And that is a lifelong process. You got it. Cause yeah. a diet, a diet has a start and an end. And so if, when you're thinking diet, you, you think, okay, this is a period of time. There's an ending mm-hmm. diets don't work for that reason. Because if you just stop dieting and you go back to eating the way that got you in trouble in the first place, the weight's going to come back. Absolutely. It's going to come back. Mm-hmm. And I, the metabolic shift that Laura's talking about at, like she said, it's it's a default in our system because of leptin. Leptin is secreted by your fat cells. So the leptin push to your brain, when it starts to drop, 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 you're, all your brain knows is you're losing a lot of body fat. doesn't know why. And it will drop the metabolism. But like Laura had indicated, when things start to balance out and your body knows everything's okay, that weight loss will resume. But you have to understand that that change in the leptin push it's a default. It's an automatic process. So when that slowdown happens, you're not doing anything wrong. Your body is doing what it's made to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's off your point, Aaron, too. I always tell people when they call in, they have those points. I'm like, you know what? Rome wasn't built in a day. It took time. Like give yourself time back to your patience and everything. Like just love yourself and give yourself a little bit of little bit of wiggle and yeah don't be so hard on yourself yeah we we wish that there was a way to snap our fingers and yeah, we would do it know, everybody everybody yeah. would do it everybody would yeah. do it but another thing to remember is that old adage that if something sounds too good to be true it probably is mm-hmm. so if there is a diet that's promising you those kind of instantaneous results you can better believe that uh there's there's probably uh a not so great consequence involved in that you know or that it's just not real that it just right. won't work the way they say it will yeah yeah anyone else have any insights they want to share before we wrap up this episode of the podcast just if you see someone that looks like they are in wonderful health and they do a lot of restriction on things that aren't going to help them stay in that health state um that they're not lucky (laughs) you know some people look at people that are thin and have great stamina and say oh well you're lucky you just got good genes well there may be some of that involved um, but no, they're doing the grind just like everyone. It's just your perception. You're not there with them every time that they saw those cookies on the counter and said, no, not today or passed on the dessert or passed on the alcohol and said, no, I'm not drinking right now. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of notes that they said that you weren't there for. Um, and there's no luck involved in that. Yeah. So it is a grind and we're all doing the grind. Yeah. We are all doing the grind. And it is hard. And if anyone tells you it's not hard, they're lying. It is hard. <laughs> we will never tell you it's not hard. But that's why we have a team like this because it is hard, and you do need that support. Mm-hmm. And because we are real people doing the grind with you, we have real life tips and support for you that'll help you feel like, okay, I'm not alone in this, mm-hmm. and I have what I, you know, I, I'm doing this just like everyone else. Yeah, but, yeah. Understand that it's not all sunshine and rainbows. And you know how things to be. Understand that there's going to be lulls and there's going to be bad days and good days. So exactly. Just keep moving on. Yeah. Keep and yeah. no, ladies, we're not talking about your beanpole husband that can eat a half a gallon of ice cream every night and stay skinny. Yeah. He's just that. He's an alien. That's all there is. <laughs> I think, that, I think of Nemo if it just keeps swimming. Yeah, yeah literally, like just keep swimming, like you're doing great. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, hey, this was a great episode. Thank you for joining me today on the podcast, ladies. I hope everyone out there enjoyed this episode. And if you need to know more about InStrive, you can find us on any social media platform. You can check us out on our website, InStrive.com. You can schedule a free, no obligation consultation with myself or one of our team. 
and we can see what we can do to start figuring out what is going on with you and why weight loss has been difficult and get that turned around. Again, it's a lifestyle change. It's not a diet. So if you enjoyed this podcast episode and you want to hear more like it, we will be doing these round robin table discussions every month. Uh, it will be indicated in the title of the podcast when that's happening, but there's so much great information in our back episodes. I would encourage all of you to check those out if you are not an active or regular listener. Also, make sure you're hitting the like button, make sure you're hitting the notification bell, and make sure you're subscribing and sharing with others because that's the best way that we can get the word out there um, for a weight loss solution that actually works. You know, it's time to cut through the fluff and give people some real substance and give them some real guidance and what would actually get them healthier, not just make them lose weight. Thanks again for joining us, guys, and we will see you on the next episode of the InStrive Fat Loss Podcast.